Nebraska Athletics Podcast, episode 25. It is October 3rd. We're into October, Brian. Uh, two days away from the almost exactly 48 hours away, 49 hours away from uh, the Northwestern Wildcats coming to Lincoln, Nebraska um, in a series that's been probably one of the better uh, back and forth battles in the Big Ten since Nebraska's joined the conference. Um, some interesting games, a lot of overtime games, uh, Hail Mary finishes. Um, what do we know about the Wildcats entering into, under, into Saturday? Well, it's uh, your typical Northwestern team, as you've heard all week long from the coaches and players. It's a team that is very disciplined, a team that won't beat itself, won't turn the ball over a lot, will try to create some turnovers, and they'll be a thorn in your side all game long. So that's why nobody's really looking at their 1-3 and three record right now uh, after they uh, lost last week at Wisconsin. And they've never gone 1-4 and four under Pat Fitzgerald. In fact, they haven't gone 1-4 since 1992. So it's been a long time since they've been in this position, which seems odd because they have this notorious thing for starting slow. So they've had a a lot of two and threes or one and threes or, or what have you, but they've never gone one and four under Fitzgerald. So, and they really need this game. Uh, Scott Frost even talked about that today after practice and, and said that he told his team that, that Northwestern's kind of already at a crossroads. And in a sense, Nebraska kind of is too. And he mentioned that as well. So it's a, it's kind of a pivotal, pivotal game for a First Saturday in October, but uh, a lot is at stake uh, with the Big Ten West, of course. Northwestern is the Big Ten West Division defending champions. We can't forget that. So uh, a lot of in, intriguing matchups, as, as you said, over the years, and this should be another one. Uh, the last two games have gone to overtime. Northwestern's won them both. Nebraska, of course, won with the Hail Mary in Lincoln, and that's been their only victory over Northwestern in Lincoln since Nebraska joined the Big Ten. So have won a couple times in Evanston. But they have, yeah, but they have not played well at home. They have not won. Only. They have not won a lot at home. So that's as I said, that's the only one that they've had so far. The the very first meeting between Nebraska and Northwestern was in Lincoln, and as far as Big Ten play is concerned, in, in 2011, and Northwestern upset Nebraska that day, 28-25, and it's just been a it's been an, uh, a tough series for Nebraska ever since. We're uh, it's kind of a strange schedule this year for Northwestern. So they open up at Stanford, lose 17-7, to and then they have their bye week. So you get all amped up, you play your first game, and then you're off week two, which I'm sure was a little odd. Um, then they come back, um, beat UNLV the next weekend, 30-14, and then they've started conference play, um, lost to Michigan State, 31-10, and then lost last weekend against Wisconsin, 24-15. So uh, their third non-conference game of the year is really late in the year. It's uh, November 16th when they host UMass, so kind of a different scheduling thing there. Um, what uh, I guess what are the coaches talked about on the Nebraska side on um, obviously last weekend's the game part of last weekend did not go as uh, I'm sure fans and specifically the team <clears throat> players thought it would go. Um, I guess what are the coaches talked about this week that they think adjustments that they've made um, how the players have bounced back um, following last week's loss to Ohio State? Well, I think one thing you have to realize is that Ohio State might be the best team in the nation right pretty now. Good. The, the way they're playing and the way they looked and the talent they have. Now, they're not deep at quarterback. Should something happen to Justin Fields, then all bets are off. But uh, 
as long as he's in there running the show, Ohio State could have done what they did to Nebraska uh, against several teams in the top 25. I'm mm-hmm. convinced of that. So, uh, you know, a lot of the national media and what not is, is down on Nebraska right now. But uh, again, I think Ohio State would have done that uh, against a lot of teams. And uh, not to say that Nebraska didn't, didn't play well and do some things that they thought they should have done better. Uh, that's, you know, that's not the case. So, and, and as you said, they're kind of, uh, you know, going over all those things, ma- mainly going back to protecting the football and not turning the ball over. They had three interceptions last week. They didn't fumble, which is a, a positive, but now they, they've got to just limit the turnovers, period. And that's that's the number one thing into in getting back on track here and, and winning some games. And that won't be easy uh, against a Northwestern team that's really, you know, tough on defense. It's a typical stout Big Ten team, and we'll, we'll, we'll look to force turnovers. So... I think if Nebraska can not turn the ball over at all, uh, they they have a pretty good chance of winning this game. Yeah, Ohio State, um, I mean, you talked about their offense is pretty good, uh, but they are just as good on defense. Um, One thing, especially their front four is really good. That's the biggest difference from last year to this year with Ohio State is their defense. And I don't know all the ins and outs as far as changes and improvements and everything they've made, but... You know they put up a lot of points last year, but their their defense was was not that good, and it's a, it's a lot better this year. Yeah. Uh, we saw that on Saturday. Yeah, their defense is really good, and yeah, I would uh, I would be very surprised at the end of the year if, like you said, if they stay healthy, that they are not in the mix, um, not only for the championship, but you know I, I expect them to be a college football playoff team. Um, I know I do know talk from Monday's press conference. Uh, Coach Frost made it sound like the team had a great practice on Monday. Um, I think they've practiced pretty well this week, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think Sunday's – I mean, I know they, they said all the right things last week that there's a lot of would-be distractions in town with game day and the increased coverage from National ABC game. And um, so there's things that could have been distracting. And um, I don't think that was what happened with the result on Saturday. But it sounds like the guys were not too um, – you know, they talked about it after the game. They have that 24-hour rule where win or loss that, you know, they can either be happy or, you know, uh, kind of let mm-hmm. everything sink in. But then, you know, on, by Monday morning, you're, you're back to work. And it sounds like the, that's been the case this week. And I'm also eager to see what they do after they've shown the uh, eye formation and the, the double wing and, and those sorts of things with the option and the fullback trap and – uh, that wasn't just for show last week against Ohio State. That's in to stay. Uh, it's not going to be completely the new offense, obviously, but they do want to expand on that and do more with that. And I'm kind of eager to see what they do with that this game because that was the one point in the game on Saturday where Nebraska moved the ball and caught Ohio State, obviously. They weren't expecting mm-hmm. that. Nobody was. Caught Ohio State you know, on its heels a little bit with, with that type of offense and you wonder if the, the the tenor of that game changes a little bit if if Nebraska goes ahead and scores and you know as everybody knows an interception ended that drive and Nebraska was already down fourteen nothing and kind of had to go back to its other offense when it trailed seventeen nothing the next time it had the ball but you wonder if Nebraska scores there I don't I don't think the outcome of uh, the game is different but you know maybe stay maybe Nebraska stays in it a little bit longer and then the score doesn't get quite as uh, out of hand as uh, as it did on Saturday who knows but I'd like to see 
to see what they do more with that offense mm-hmm. after they've shown it and some of the wrinkles that they can do with it. Because as, as, Scott, as Scott Frost says, they've got the personnel to do those sorts of things, beginning with they have a guy at IBAC who is, uh, can play fullback in Dedrick Mills, or Dedrick Mills, who did that at, at Georgia Tech. So that's, the, that's something fun to look to, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, kickoff on Saturday, 3 p.m., uh, Nebraska Northwestern. Um, and then the Huskers will be on the road um, next week in Minnesota before uh, first bye week of the year. So, um, other event on Saturday, we have uh, Nebraska volleyball. Uh, volleyball team, 7 p.m., be hosting Wisconsin. Um, Huskers of both teams are 3 0 in conference. Um, Huskers started out playing uh, first three matches of the year on the road. Wisconsin, on the other hand, has played all three matches of the year at home. And just uh, beat Penn State and just beat handily Penn. last night. Well, yes. in four games, but the last two games weren't close. Oh. So. so the Badgers are coming in, a uh, confident group, which they should be. Um, Huskers, though, I'm, I'm sure they're excited. They've taken business on the road, uh, taken care of business on the road last night, had a sweep um, of Rutgers last weekend, started play um, Friday night with – Five set win over Illinois, who is a, you know, both both those teams I believe. Uh, let's see, met each other in the semifinal last year, if I'm correct. Um, and then Nebraska took care of business the next night um, with a sweep at Northwestern. So, like we said, uh, two three zero teams in the conference, and um, that's gonna that game on set that match on Saturday night will be a big thing for uh, for conference standings when it comes to volleyball. Um, let's see what else is on campus this weekend. We've got, uh, well, nothing else on campus, I believe. Uh, soccer team is on the road. Um, I think they've got Iowa tonight and then Michigan or Michigan State this weekend. Um, anything else kind of interesting that, uh, Brian, I know you just wrote a, sto- wrote a couple different stories. One on uh, new bowling coach, coach Paul Klempa. Um, do you want to talk about that at all? Anything you kind of learned from Paul on his transition from assistant duties and now being the head man? Well, yeah, Paul took over as the head bowling coach for Bill Straub, who was bowling coach back before bowling was a varsity women's sport. He came here in 1983 and oversaw both the men's and women's club teams. And And Paul came as a, a student in 1992 and was a bowler on the club team for a very tiny scholarship. And then after his four years, Bill wanted to know if he would be his assistant because at the time in 1997 uh, they were going to add women as a varsity sport with the actual athletic program so it's no longer a club sport so he said yes and then the NCAA added the NCAA tournament sanctioned it with a national championship in 2004 Uh, Nebraska won that one and then the next one in 2005 and together Paul and Bill won seven of those NCAA titles, and uh, Bill just retired here recently in August, and Paul was ecstatic, and probably no more, I can't think of anybody more deserving to take over the program with the the accolades and the experience that he has. So uh, congratulations to him, and he will have some new facilities with which to work. About this time next year, they should be completed, new lanes and uh, new scoring system and new players lounge and locker room and those sorts of things so uh, good times ahead for the bowling uh, the women's bowling program uh, speaking of facilities one other thing that we kind of skipped over that happened last Friday was the announcement of the go big facility um, which will be 
Uh, construction will start tentatively this summer with completion set for, I believe, the summer of 2022. Um, that facility will um, be basically where the Ed Weir track is at right now, and then uh, a new track, outdoor track facility will be built over um, on Innovation Campus. Um, I guess, what did you think of the announcement, Brian? I think some people have kind of known something was coming at some point, but um, kind of nice to finally get mm -hmm. some of the details out and make the announcement official. I know there was some uh, uh, renderings kind of released, but uh, no real internal, um, basically just outside of the facility, nothing from an internal design standpoint has really been completed yeah. yet. Well, it was good timing with everything else going on last week with the national television audience coming in with the Ohio State game and game day being here, and uh, it was a obviously timed that way that they would announce it with, with, with that in mind to get more national attention and everything. So it was just part of a very entertaining big weekend and uh, exciting weekend for the athletic program. And it's, uh, as you said, it's not completely designed, completed from the inside, but you can go on Huskers.com and kind of get an aerial view of a video from what it could look like from the outside. And it's, it's, it's going to be the Taj Mahal of football facilities mm -hmm. in the nation, if you ask me. It's going to have a lot of natural light, um, lots of windows open, big doorways, big stairways. Just It's just going to uh, look a lot more aesthetic and obviously a new weight room, new training room. Uh, and it's not just all of it for football. There will be a new training table for all student athletes and so they'll be able to uh, benefit from that. And then there'll be some new suites and um, different things for fans in the northeast side corner of the stadium. So, and again, that's not all been completely decided yet either, but definitely exciting times. And three years from now, we'll be hopefully in that facility. And between now and then, it should attract a, a lot of the name recruits as Nebraska looks to keep up with the Joneses and and battle the, the nation's top programs for those four and five star recruits, which as we know is what you need to win a national title. And that's what this is all about. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, well, lot, uh, for anyone coming to Lincoln on Saturday, busy day, uh, get to the football game, like I said, three o'clock and then, you know, game usually gets done about three, three and a half hours. So then you have a little bit of time to get over to the Vanny Center and uh, cheer on the Huskers. Uh, that game actually, uh, if you can't get over to the Vanny Center at night, that game is on, that match uh, between Nebraska and Wisconsin is on BTN. So, uh, Brian, any anything else you're, you're working on right now that people should be expecting um, on Huskers.com to look, look out for? Well, we can talk about Big Ten Basketball Media Day oh, yesterday, yeah. good, too. Good thing the, to bring uh, up. Uh, the Husker men were in Chicago, three players, and and Fred Hoiberg. And, you know, Fred was kind of a—I wasn't there, but from reading stories and seeing some videos and everything, Fred was a, was a popular draw, as you might expect with somebody with his background, uh, NBA and, and collegiate experience. And he's, you know, knows some of these coaches. Some of them he hadn't met until yesterday, so—but he was a— rather popular draw with the media, which is which is a good sign. And, you know, Nebraska's picked, I think, 13th out of 14 teams in an unofficial poll, and that's to be expected. And, you know, Fred, I think, said all the same things that he's been telling the local media about how exciting he is 
how excited he is to be here and, you know, how his team has a long ways to go, but he's excited about, you know, the potential they have and their ability to run the ball and, and get up and down the court. And, you know, fans will enjoy that. A little concerned about, especially after he saw some of those players in person, about how his team will, will match up with them size-wise. They won't be the biggest team in the world at, at any position, but, and, you know, just a, a media day gathering that marks the beginning of uh, basketball practice, which Nebraska has done for the last uh, week or so. And the women do not have an official media day anymore. They do kind of what they call a media week where they will electronically and uh, from home base basically share different information with members of the media. So that'll be coming up later in October for the Husker women. And I believe you were at the, uh, I saw you at the event last uh, Friday night, the um, kind of opening night Husker hoops. What was your, yeah. what was your takeaway from that event? Oh, I don't think you can take a lot away from, you know, it was just a glorified street ball type scrimmage. Yeah. Um, I, I, you didn't, saw, I didn't feel like, um, I don't know what, how to phrase it exactly. Um, Guys, I mean, it wasn't like they were running offense and the defense. It no. was almost kind of like an all-star game and such that yeah. guys weren't. It wasn't a 100% max effort type of thing going on out there. But you were able to kind of put a name with a face and yeah. see who could yep. shoot well and who's got the most athleticism and who can dunk and how they dunk and, you know, those sorts of things. Yep. And it was just more of a party uh, to celebrate the, the beginning of the season and the beginning of a new era and... It was a full house with, a, you know, free admission, but all those tickets were taken and uh, just another event to add to a very exciting, very busy weekend for Husker Athletics. And, of course, Rick Ross did the uh, the rap show after the scrimmage, and that was very popular with, uh, with the players and students and those who remained in attendance for that. So all in all, I think it was a very well done event. I did not stick around for the concert. Um, <laughs> did you? Uh, no, I did not. Okay. So... <laughs> No, nope. well, it wasn't exactly. Raps, I, not my thing. I but actually would okay. probably not. Maybe would have stuck around, but we had some friends in town, and they wanted to get out and go do something else, so we did that instead. But yeah. uh, for those that Good idea. were able to attend, and I think part of it, the other thing was, uh, I know they did have the stage was kind of on the one end of the the floor, and they had a little pit area there, but uh -huh. um, I don't think they were letting fans down onto the court because they didn't want sure. the court to get all scuffed up. So it was kind of a weird setup where you had this small pit area on the court and then everyone else had to stay in the stands. So yeah. that is what it is. But um, All right, well, um, we'll get back with everybody next week. Hopefully we'll be discussing a Husker win over Northwestern and a Husker volleyball win over Wisconsin. So uh, until next time, see you later.